This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. It's question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. We'll start with Jules on Twitter today, Hachi, with crypto clearly a, quote, bigger fool scam where you hope to sell to someone more naive than yourself for a profit. How does that morally sit with Craig when they are also providing station sponsorship? Is that a practical joke, that question? Is that actually <laughs> – is that your best question? Well, it's from Jules. Don't don't like rump, Jules, rump me Jules, with it. Jules' the opinion that it's a bigger full scam as opposed to um, an actual fact demo. So perhaps you might want to start with a factual question. <laughs> so you're dismissing Jules's first up question. Well, it's, I thought it was a joke. The bottom fell out of the market during the week, Hatchie. I did see. Yeah, it certainly. Well, it seems to be a, a more. I mean, I don't. I'm no expert, but it seems to it obviously looks a bit more volatile than a, than a normal financial market, doesn't it? So. Have you got personal involvements and investments in in crypto? I I haven't personally, no. But I am uh, hyper aware that it is a growing area of the global economy that we need to be um, across. And then obviously there's there's, um, the relationship between crypto and business and sport is, is, is growing by the day. Yep, you and I might be the only two who haven't at this yep. stage. Uh, Jared Moore on Twitter, does the advertising on podcasts work on a similar model to radio? Some of the bigger podcasts are putting in more ads than ever, but there must be a high ratio of people skipping the ads. The business models around podcasts just continue to evolve by the day, and there's some businesses that just do podcasts. So, you know, for us, it, a podcast is uh, and a, a uh, a different or an additional vertical and has therefore different commercial ramifications than say a podcast only business. But to kind of answer your question, uh, I think it's still a collaborative work in progress between the industry and the advertisers and their needs. I read Grant uh, Blackley, the CEO of SCA, talk a bit more about some of the premium they're driving into their model in his uh, interview this week. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yep. Can you read that uh, next one out there, Hutchie, if you've got it From in front Joshua of you? From Joshua Prentice. Um, on the Saturday rub, Damo admitted that he had recently recorded a yet-to-be-released advertising for a betting company. After lambasting me for seven seasons about anything remotely bordering on advertising during the podcast, has Damo turfed his convictions to one side and joined the ROI bandwagon? <laughs> Where can we be consumers of Damo's content now expects? Will he be advocating the new Tasmanian franchise to chase Usain Bolt's signature as a marquee signing? Will he now call for, heaven forbid, the return of Carmichael Hunter the Suns? <laughs> Only just for this little nugget of information was too good to pass up, says Josh. Uh, where do we start there? Do you want to start with Usain Bolt and Carmichael Hunter, well, two big... Have, have uh, you recorded a content piece or an ad for a betting agency? Uh, yes, I, I did. Billy Brownless uh, managed to, well, supposedly speak to someone who may have seen said filming of said potential advertisement, Hutchie. When can we expect to see this demo? Don't know. I don't know. I, I, and I, don't know I don't know where or how or even if, actually, to be honest with you, because it might have been so badly uh, put together that it may not work. But um, it, something a, has been is shot. It, is it a skit or a sketch rather than actually an endorsement? Uh, that's a good question. Um, there's a very can – we, can we use – Piss take on on this podcast. I think yes, we can, can't we? Yes. yes, yes. Okay. Well, it's 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 an attempt at a piss take. I think is probably fair to say, <laughs> without giving up anything other than that. So we'll see how we go. 
we'll see how yeah, we go. The world's changing when Damo's using that language describing the betting ad he's done. I think what's going on in the world. I've, uh, <laughs> I've just, yeah, I've tried to not take myself too seriously for a number of years now, Hutchie, and maybe this might be the tipping point. Um, Lee Eustace, who's a regular Hutchie, and he often asks us very good questions. Uh, he's got a simple one. They're his words this week. What portion of footy experts do you think watch all nine games a week? I'd hope every single one makes that effort, but I sense there's plenty who don't. Out of interest, how many do you two watch each week on average? Thanks, crew. Best career year for the pod. There you go. A regular listener's thinking. You, I, I think he. I think he's right on that last bit, Hutchie, because you are in career best form on the, the sounding board. But um, getting back to the nine games a week, I would say none. I don't think any. <laughs> I don't think any expert watches nine games start to finish. And I would say the amount of people that will deny that, one hundred percent. But in actual fact, I don't. I don't think it's practical or possible in twenty twenty two to watch twenty seven hours of football a weekend. You and I often discuss this when Terry Wallace would, would look us both in the eye, both um, at, at, at functions that, that you'd, uh, you and I would be attending and also when he would say it on air. And, and I was prepared to believe that he did watch all nine games every single week. But you're a bit more dubious about it, aren't you? Well, I'll go a bit wide. I believe Terry on that back in his time and that was his focus. But I don't think anyone in football watches nine games a week either, by the way. So I don't think any, any other AFL coach does. I don't think any other... You know, yeah. The Ford Scouts cover the next six weeks. Like, who would? Who it's could? a great question, though, from Lee, because we all ultimately comment on on issues, events, on yeah, it's a bit um, parts of games that we haven't seen. Sometimes we're seeing it, Hutch. You know, I'll put my hand up here. Sometimes we're seeing it for the first time, either in the meeting before the show, or, or even worse, sometimes when it's actually on TV. Well, I think it's not that hard to watch a lot of a lot. Yeah. And to go searching for further when your attention yep. is brought to something and watch a slab of content around it. But I don't think you need necessarily yep. be sitting there watching the whole game. Lee, just to answer your question specifically, I, I would attempt to get my eyes on every game. But to Hutchie's point, um, yeah, what what definition is a lot of a lot? Um, it would vary from from week to week. Um, I think he raises a good point, though, because I, I actually think particularly, Hutchie, the All-Australian selectors should be watching all nine games a week. And I know, I know they won't. I know they can't. But they really should be if they're going to be no, voting on such, no, such prestige. There's enough of them there to split the workload and watch that footy. I don't know. No, well, then, then they rely – they ask the clubs to submit not, who they think should be in the All-Australian. It's got nothing to do with who the clubs sh- should think not, who's in. We're not, we're not saving the whales here, Damo. It's just footy. <laughs> okay. Jared Moore on Twitter, another regular. Hutchie, should Essendon have put Dyson Heppel in the no-wins position he was in? Um, clearly, he's clearly re- referring there to the on-the-couch appearance. Seemed unaware of what he'd walked into. My view um, – did he do the right thing by putting his head up? 100% yes. Well played. Big tick. Uh, was he well prepared enough? No. Yeah, that's my take too. And it's too easy to say you haven't seen something when, when it's already been in the news for 36 hours. And I'm a big Dyson Hipple fan, but I don't think that was his best uh, moment um, in the game. Uh, Andrew Vitolans on email. Has Eddie Maguire replaced Chris Judd as the most important, important, impotent performer on footy classified with his refusal to comment on Heretier Lumumba? I, I wouldn't – I understand his view on not commenting. He, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't on that yeah. front. So I think he's done the right thing by letting it go. 
I, I agree with uh, Hutchie's take there, Andrew, on that. I, I, I haven't seen what he hasn't said on on Heretia in, in in recent days, but um, if he hasn't commented, I, I don't I don't personally have an issue with that. But given um, that situation and how he has commented on it um, previously, uh, Anthony Leach, Hutchie, we've got a few regulars uh, firing emails in here today. Do you want to read that one? Given he's having a crack at me, I think. Yeah, is it critical of Damo to have an issue with Luke Parker's actions in publicly taunting Dylan Shield when Damo is publicly critical of Newsletter? it every week and do you blokes ever park a topic for next week and actually come back to that topic in the following week's episode i'll answer part two the answer there would be no no damo never ever goes back to a parked issue i think we've all learnt that over series seven episode 15 and then on the first part yeah you make a good point there how would you answer that damo Oh, is it a good point? I I just said Luke Parker's actions. I don't feel hutchy. This is just my opinion from afar. Uh, knowing what I think I do about the Sydney Swans and how they like to present themselves to the, the public, I don't think when they sort of sat down, and they would have given this probably 90 seconds as a maximum, that they'd be thinking that was a, a great moment for Luke Parker or the Swans. I don't think they're going to think of it any more than that. So when you say critical, I, I had that observation of him. Um, so I think it's a long bow to link that comment or that assessment with what I say about News Limited, and it's not every week. Uh, Anthony, I give them a lot of credit as well for what they do do, and everyone, I think, who listens to that well, knows. A, I mean, you're a paying customer, so you're entitled to an opinion. Yep, I am. You're a subscriber. It's paper delivered to home. I am. Like, I am. Like that, that's coming. If you get that before 8 o'clock these days, that's, you're doing well. Uh, Matthew Haig on email, GWS being an AFL-run club, do you think the AFL advised GWS to employ James Hurd, knowing that Leon Cameron was coming to the end, and that was their way of saying, sorry, James, for making you a scapegoat during the Essendon drug scandal. Here's a fresh start in Sydney. I'll jump in there first, Hutchie. Uh, no, you're on the wrong tra- track there. The AFL, that, p- people forget this, Matthew, who's asked the, the uh, question via the email, and you, Hutchie. People forget that James Heard was let back into the AFL system. He came back in 2015 to coach after serving the 12 months out of the game. It was Essendon Footy Club that effectively sacked him. So... I don't think the AFL's got anything to do with, if anything, relating to James Hurd. Yeah, it's often forgotten that, isn't it, in the whole... It is. Yeah, but people people keep saying, um, well, what's the AFL going to say? Well, it doesn't matter. The AFL said what it needed to say back in 2015. I think people just need to remind themselves of that. The AFL's biggest frustration is that the Giants don't listen to them on anything. Um, And then then secondly, we we always act like there's this sort of secret office or division of the AFL where there's a room of people who are just out there looking at how they can influence. Half the time they're too busy to notice what's going on in the, in the clubs. <laughs> but we always, it's always like this, well, how's this going to go down in the AFL back rooms? And like, uh, my argument is, is there actually even a back room anymore? Like, <laughs> Caro's big on that, isn't she? Caro, yeah. Caro's obsessed, obsessed with that. Conspiracy it. theories. Like, you yeah. go in there one day and open a door and there'll be like 12 secret executives with 18 <laughs> clubs on the wall and 30 stadiums and they're plotting how they can – like, how did you find out we existed? No and I've, I've used I've used these angles myself, as as often is the case. Actually, you, you often refer to headquarters, don't you? Now, headquarters yeah. is a big building. There's a lot of people in headquarters. But if you can find one person in headquarters who's got an issue, there's an issue. Um, yep. Lachlan Welsh, he's addressed this to me. It's via Twitter. You, you say that News Corp doesn't like to back the wrong horse when it comes to elections, given the Herald Sun, etc., have been on a anti-Labor slash independent Offence up until a week out. Do you think News Corp have changed tactics, or do you still well, think the Libs can win? Hutch, you're intrigued this, by this question. I had this, I had this discussion with someone um, in our team the other day. Like after the election, do you think they'll? I, I my view is that they'll switch teams, whereas the um, <laughs> the, the 
the person I was talking to said they think they'll go the other way and give the government a really, really hard time. Um, Ooh, okay. What What would your like? It's, it's clearly heading that way that for an elbow win. Well, so what? What, what, what that, I do know they'll do, what I do know they'll do, Lachlan and Hutchie, is they will um, they will hold out until they can get more than what they've currently got on either situation. And, and what I'm saying there is dollars. Dollars are always going to um, – that's, that's, that's not right. No, what I please, think they'll do – Please, Hutchie, please. I think they'll um, I think they'll sort of move to the to the centre and cover it fairly for a while and just let the, let the dust settle. Covered fairly? Well, why would they start doing well, that I, now? I, I, sorry, I should rephrase it. I don't think it's ever been covered unfairly. It's just been – it's been an opinion that's been voiced by many of its columnists along the way. Well, by many? By by all of them? By M- all of them I'd from, say m- across yeah. multiple platforms, across multiple M- countries? Well, m- most, yeah. Oh, oh, come on. At least call it what it is. What's next? Uh, Are we out of time? Yeah, we probably are. I'll just get one more. Given that this is Richard Booth on Facebook, given that when asked about Saudi Arabia's human rights record, Greg Norman said, quote, we've all made mistakes. If you needed to provide counsel to him, what would you have said? What I would say on this is I'm not having a view on whether he should or shouldn't be doing this league. I'm just going to pick this up that he's already decided to do it and how does he handle it. I wouldn't be putting yourself in a press conference environment where you're being held accountable to um, horrific human rights issues where there, there really is no plausible or possible defence explanation or otherwise of the acts of the nation. And I'd still be trying to remove that um, chance that you put yourself in that environment to even have to face it in the first place. There you go. Diverse uh, set of questions today for question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.